Tonight, the sports world grinding to a halt after a devastating injury during Monday Night Football. And now players, coaches, and millions across the world praying for a miraculous recovery for Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin. Our Jory Rand joins us live with the latest details on this tragic event and new reaction from a medical expert and from across the sports world. Jory? Yeah, David, 24-year-old Damar Hamlin nearly died on the field tonight. It seemed like a harmless play early in this Monday Night Football game, and Hamlin even stood up after the hit. But he then collapsed, and his heart stopped right there on the spot. We are awaiting official word from the hospital in Cincinnati tonight. Hello, and welcome to Point of View. We give you a place to listen, learn, and lean in. I'm your host, Sophia Mang, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about injuries and sports and how that affects the overall sports field. A few months before this incident, in September 2022, the Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovaila left the field carried out on a stretcher after he sustained head and neck injuries from a sack during a Christmas Day game against the Cincinnati Bengals. This came just after he had been injured in a game the previous week. Injuries like this are common in football due to the rough nature of the sport, but not exclusive to it. Many professional sports have many game-induced injuries within their players throughout their active season. For the most part, uh, from each sport to another, there might be a predominant type of injury. Like in baseball, you might have more upper body, upper extremity okay. injuries. Okay, so um, uh, first, uh, if basketball you could just introduce yourself lower body individually and kind of your experience uh, you could have with collision um, injuries in football like as opposed to, you know, another sport, um, maybe like softball, you don't have as, as many okay. collisions unless... Yeah, Hello, my name is Charles Kistler. Play play. I am along those lines. One of the uh, athletic trainers here at Northview High School. As far as injuries themselves, they all—they're all unique cases. It's okay. That's Charles Kistler, Northview's high school athletic trainer, who worked with the Atlanta Falcons previously and many other collegiate teams, and is now currently a part of Emory's sports medicine staff. Hello, I am Charles Kistler. I am one of the athletic trainers here. There's some more that are a little more Karen and prone I work to it because Emory, of the collision aspect of it. However, there's a the lot of program. overuse injuries I got into in sports medicine sports. in college. Um, I was an undergrad at George Southern. Like you can get a concussion in pretty much any sport. in sports medicine at George State University. Even though other people consider collision sports That's Karen Kentro, who is also a Northview athletic trainer and currently works alongside Charles in the Emory Sports Medicine program where they have been placed at Northview for the outreach program. This brings in a new question. What are the ethics of professional sports as an entertainment outlet? Sunday Night Football, the World Cup, the Natty, March Madness, all of these are familiar phrases, even to those who don't normally watch sports. For centuries, professional sports have been exploited for monetary and entertainment uses, leaving the mental and physical health of the athletes as last priority. With the rise of COVID-19, injuries in sports became even more prevalent because of the neglect of athletes' health. CNN states, the NFL saw a significant jump in its injury rate during the first four weeks of the 2020 season when compared to past years, one study found. In Major League Baseball, the injury rate nearly doubled compared to the rate in seasons prior to COVID-19. Similar trends have been found in soccer leagues around the world, including Germany and England. But it's not like we can completely blame the industry either. Many players view their sports as the only thing that they put their passion in, and it's hard to take that away from them when they put so much of their work, time, and dedication to it. And also, sometimes that relies on the athlete themselves because they want to make that money, and their money can get cut if they get put on injured reserves. And so sometimes 
that is a driving force to them. And so as healthcare providers, they have to determine what is best for the athlete. And there's a lot of conversations that get brought into about that. Yeah, and there might also be you know, situations where a player might not disclose, you know, how severe, you know, his symptoms may be because he's scared he doesn't want to get cut. He doesn't want to miss on that possible paycheck, that that opportunity to go to the league and get and get money. Um, so as like, like like Karen was saying, as a healthcare provider, you kinda have to be able to read past that and give what the best care for that individual is and for what that injury is. Every injury, like I said, is unique um, and has, you know, uh, average on a return to play time, right? But oh, there's a, it's very multifactorial there. Throughout all levels of the sport, college, high school, and professional, players seem to be putting their sport and their performance over their own mental and physical health. Also, just in general, just we have to be ready for anything. We have emergency action plans that we have for absolutely everything from weather to medical conditions to injuries to everything. Like we just have to be ready for anything at any given time. You never know. We don't schedule an injury. We don't know that an injury is going to happen at a specific time. And so you just have to always be ready. So then sometimes you might get pulled in one direction and an injury occurs in another and you have to react quickly and think on your feet. Yeah, being able to adapt on your feet is, is definitely a critical role of athletic training and in you know, sports healthcare, uh, sports medicine. Um, you know, I, I talked to a bunch of people regarding the Demont Hamlin situation and you know, I tell people all the time, that, hey, yeah, we, we train for this as our EAP, our emergency action plan. We train for it you know, at least in the summer, maybe once or twice again throughout the years, kind of overviewing before the game, we always have a medical timeout, right? Where you, you talk with the other medical professionals on the other team or your doctor and say, hey, here's what we're gonna do if there's a you know big injury, if there's a big life-threatening emergency, right? And you always, you go over it, but you pray it really doesn't happen because that's something you don't wanna see um, or be a part of, right? Mm -hmm. But you know that's what our training's for and that's what we're here for is if someone does go down, we're first on the scene. So from all this, what can we take away? That lots of athletes view their sports as the highest priority in their life, and that, that's something that we can't take away. So as audience members, we should continue to support our players, make sure that they're in the best mental and physical state so that they continue to play and make the audience proud. This concludes our news flash of injuries and sports. Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. I'm your host, Sophia Mang, and this has been Point of View.